The Old Testament lesson for this, the last Sunday of the church year, is written in the 65th chapter of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 17th verse. For behold, I will create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The, o- the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the dust shall be the serpent's food. And they shall not hurt or destroy in all the holy mountain that is mine, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. In many colored robes, the king daughter is led to the king, with her virgin companions following behind her. With joy and gladness, they are led along as they enter the palace of the king. The epistle lesson is written in the fifth chapter of St. Paul's first letter to the church at Thessalonica, beginning at the first verse. Now concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, there is peace and security, then suddenly destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brethren, for the day to surprise you like a thief, for you are children of the light, children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, let us, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober. Having put on the breastplate of faith, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. So that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Alleluia.
Holy Gospel is written in the 25th chapter of, of, of St. Matthew, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven shall be compared to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five were foolish and five were wise. And when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. But at midnight there came the cry, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those maidens rose and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, Perhaps there will not be enough for us and for you. Go rather to the sellers and buy for yourselves. And while they were, went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who, were, those who were ready went in with him into the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other maidens came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, truly, I say unto thee, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The end of another year has come. The final week of the church here once, once again comes upon us as the wheels of time slowly turn as they do. The church once again raises her head to look toward the east, waiting for the coming of Christ. Her readings and, and songs turn to a time of expectation as the church gazes up at the skies, turning our attention to the second coming reminding ourselves of that day which is to come. The day when Christ will come not as the child in a manger, but as the triumphant king, comes not as humble sacrifice, but as judge of the living and the dead. The church waits for this day with expectant joy, knowing that our Lord will come again, fulfilling the promise he made to us. The day which the Father has set will come to pass. We long for this day. We eagerly wait for this day. The day when all of this will pass away, and we will be with our Lord. We wait. Sometimes, not as patiently. As the years go by, year after year, it seems to be that the Lord has become delayed. We continue to look to the east, and yet we don't see anything. We hear again and again and again the promise that the Lord is coming again, 
and yet when we look out, we don't see it coming. We don't see the signs that he's there. We trudge along day after day, week after week, year after year. It can wear on you, cause one to become downtrodden, listless, apathetic towards things around them. And yet, in the parable of the ten virgins, we can take heart. Though the bridegroom is delayed, he comes to bring them into the wedding feast. Though it may seem that the Lord has been delayed, he will come to bring us into the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. This imagery is not one we see only here in the scriptures. This image of the bridegroom and his bride of the marriage feast as an image of heaven itself. We see it throughout the scriptures, especially in the New Testament. It's traditionally seen that the bridegroom here in Matthew 25 is none other than Christ himself. The virgins, those here in this life, and the wedding feast, heaven itself. But this is not the only place we see this imagery. Christ refers to himself as the bridegroom in Matthew chapter 9, when some disciples of John have asked why Jesus' disciples were not fasting. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and yet Jesus' disciples were not. They wondered why. Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Jesus refers to himself as the bridegroom. He is there amongst his people, and the wedding guests do not mourn when the bridegroom is there. They feast. They celebrate. And even there, Jesus promises that the bridegroom will not always be with them as he is. John the Baptist even does this in John chapter 3. He says, You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. The bridegroom has come. The friend who is testifying to him has now done his work. John the Baptist, who had been preparing the people for the coming Messiah, who pointed to him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, has done his work. For the bridegroom had come. The place, and finally the place 
where we see this most clearly is Ephesians chapter 5. Paul, speaking of the relationship between husband and wife, compares it to that of Jesus and the church. As way of example, Paul says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. This relationship of husband and wife, this This institution laid down by God at the very foundations of the world is an image of Christ and his bride. The Lord has washed the bride clean in the waters of holy baptism that he might present her as clean and holy. Mankind blemished and scarred in the fall is now without blemish. In the blood of the Lamb, the bride is washed clean, given the white robe of righteousness. All that is the bride's becomes the bridegroom. Our sins, our wretchedness, our unrighteousness. He takes them all upon himself as he went to the cross that they might die as he did. And all that is the bridegroom's becomes the bride, his righteousness, his holiness, his cleanliness. They are given to us as his forgiveness comes by water and the word. The bridegroom came that he might take unto himself the bride. We have become Christ. We are one flesh with Christ as man and woman become one flesh. It's truly profound and mysterious. It is something that cannot be understood but has been revealed to us in Scripture. And he will come again to bring his his bride, the faithful of all place, time, language, and people into the heavenly wedding feast. And yet, like the bridegroom in our parable, it can seem as though the Lord is delayed in his coming. The life of the faithful is not easy in this world. Continually reminded that things are not as they ought to be. We hear of the garden in the first chapters of Genesis and long for how things were made to be. We look at our own deeds and see only sin and wretchedness still reigning in our bodies. We long to do as our Lord would have us do. We pray with all our might that the Spirit would create in us new hearts. Renew a right spirit within us. Hearts which delight in the law of God. 
Yet with St. Paul we see ourselves as the chief of sinners. That which we want to do, we keep on doing. But that which we do not want to do is what we keep on doing. It is said that as one comes to know faith in the Scriptures better, you only realize how much more you are a sinner. Now true this phrase is. As one delves into the pages of scriptures more and more, you only see more and more how you do not do as the Lord would have you do. You see that poor, miserable sinner which you are. And as we look around this, around us in this world, we so often see only the results of sin time and time again. We see sin in those around us. We see in our children the same sins we struggle with in our lives. We see the world which groans in pains as it waits for the coming of Christ again. A world cursed in the fall of Adam, which longs for all things to be made new. We see disease and sin ravage friend and loved one, sickness taking from us those we hold deeply, taking those who are too young. We see the violence which man would do against man. The bridegroom seems to be delayed. Faith only holding on by a mere breath as we wonder if things are really as the Lord says they will be. Doubt creeping into the back of our minds and gripping hearts. The lies of Satan whispered into our hearts that we, that the light of faith might go out. That our lamps might burn the last of their oil. That we might not be ready when the Lord comes. But as we see in our gospel lesson, the bridegroom shall come. As difficult as it is, we are not to know the time or day in which our Lord shall come. That day is set by our Heavenly Father. But he shall come again as he did two millennia ago. God has kept his promise made to Adam and Eve in the garden to send the offspring of the woman to crush the head of the serpent. And he will fulfill the promise to send his son to bring us to be with him at the time which he appoints and sets by his own authority. <coughs> and so the church waits. The bride waits for the bridegroom to bring us to the wedding feast. And yet our Lord did not leave us to wait alone. He has sent to us his spirit that we might be strengthened and consoled. The spirit has been poured out upon the church as comforter. The Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. 
In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Christ Jesus in the one true faith. The Spirit gathers us together as the church and keeps us in the faith that we might abide until the end. <clears throat> so also the bridegroom gives to us a foretaste of the feast to come. Here upon the altar, in his own body and his own blood, we receive a foretaste of the wedding feast when the bridegroom comes again to the bride. John says in Revelation chapter 4, Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of many peals of thunder crying out. Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the, lo for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel came to me, write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And truly we are blessed. We who have, invite, have been invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb, the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. We who have our names written in the Lamb's book of life. Come to the feast which the Lord has prepared for you. He gives to you his own body and blood that you might have forgiveness, that you might be strengthened into the day of his coming. The bridegroom shall come. Let us be ready for when our Lord comes to us. He gives to us now a foretaste of the feast. And we look to that day when we will eat with the Lord in his kingdom forever. In Jesus' name, amen.